going to have to find me a streaming service where I won't miss any of the races because I don't have cable no more. We didn't watch it enough to justify paying for it. That and I'm never home. But what I'll do is once we set a schedule, like I, like, uh, like I mentioned earlier when we were talking on the phone, Dave, um, I can bring this setup with me and set up in my room in like Charles and uh, we can do it like a Thursday afternoon, like you mentioned, and I'll just be ready that way um, okay. to do we'll, do our thing. We'll, we'll work, work it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. There's, there's no pressure, whatever it takes to get her done. I'm just, I'm just ready to have some fun. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess this is the introduction just started. Burn it down podcast episode one, and I guess we're gonna just shoot the shit off the cuff, tell it how it is and how it should be, not tiptoe around people and not want to hurt feelings. Oh, we're good at that. <laughs> so I guess everybody can go and introduce themselves, and then we can just go from there. Then we can just go ahead, Frank. Topics. Hello, I'm Frank. Uh... From South from South Louisiana, uh, I love NASCAR. I've been a NASCAR fan since the uh, mid '90s. Um, I got into uh, writing some NASCAR blogs in the '90s and the early 2000s, and then that's where I met Dave here, and we uh, got this uh, burning it down going. I thank the help of Brian. We're looking forward to a, uh, a new season with a new car and a lot of good stuff to talk about. Absolutely. And my name is Dave. Uh, Brian is my son. And like Frank said, we met through a, a previous life of, uh, wasn't blogging or, well, it was blogging. It was actually an internet show that we did. And, and Frank uh, wrote some columns for us. Uh, like Frank, I've been a, a fan since the early 90s, mid 90s. Uh, I'm a fan of the three mile fuel line and if you ain't wrecking your grandma to win you're not really out there racing so uh we're all three here to talk about it i raised my son right and he is our producer i guess uh, i'm gonna try running... to produce uh, guess... <laughs> well he's he's running the mothership from michigan i'm in north carolina and as frank said he's in louisiana so i think Brian, th you got something to say i yeah i just like i'm just trying to produce as best as i can i guess it's background i guess in it um more or less the cool thing about this i would say is we aren't really talking about topics like let's talk about this on the podcast let's talk about this it's really what we come up with like throughout the week or whatever happens at the race or whatever and we talk about it in real time in real reaction it's not like hey what do you think about harvick and you know elliot you know at the robo what think about that and have a good good you know segment for the podcast this is something we i, I feel we just keep it off the cuff and real when it comes to when we do this that's what i'm excited talk, about talk about incidents and we live for stuff like uh when joey logano accused kevin harvick's wife of wearing the fire suit in the family <laughs> you know just stuff that's off the cuff and um, you sure you don't have Kevin Harvick Delano mixed up there? <laughs> well, I don't think about Matt Kansas when he put Joey Logano into the wall. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, one thing I do want to uh, start this out with, and it's just something that's really been bothering me or, or in my craw um, for a couple of weeks now. And then we can just let things go from there and y'all keep, you know, jumping in. And I'm not trying to take the lead. It's just something I want to make sure we get out there is I am really irritated with NASCAR and an incident at Rockingham back in October. And do you guys know what I'm talking about with Mike Harmon? Yeah, where he uh, got fined for the posting a video or something or testing a car or some shit. No, he was, he got uh, according to media reports, he was asked to do a charity event appearance at Rockingham and, you know, give rides around the, um, the, the track. Number one, the track is closed. It's not even a NASCAR-sanctioned track anymore. Right. Number two, he pulled a Dodge out of his museum to bring to that track and run around. Mm-hmm. 
NASCAR fined him $50,000 because he's an Xfinity active driver and called it an unsanctioned test. If he's given passengers a, if he's given passengers a ride from the track, how's that contemplate a test? Exactly. At a charity event for kids. And At a track that's not even raced out anymore. Exactly. Well, is it, here's so, the thing. Is it a NASCAR owned? And then if it, if it's not, it I shouldn't don't matter. I don't know if NASCAR still owns that track or not. Uh, what I do know, NASCAR is never owned the track. They rented the track from sport from. Um, SMI. It, it, yeah. Okay. It never was a NASCAR owned track, as far as I know. But the thing is, there's no sanctioned races. He's driving a car that's not even sanctioned by NASCAR at this okay. time. Okay. Giving kids a ride. And I haven't. Ride. I haven't seen a picture of the car. I uh, haven't done enough research in it, but did that, did that car have NASCAR written anywhere on it? You know, that's actually a really good question. Um, I don't know if it did or not. I, I had it pulled up. It may have. I mean, it was in his museum, so I'm assuming that it probably did. Right. And that may be... A reasoning? A new, well, that... And with the talk of possibly Dodd getting back into the series and the timing of this test, this this show, okay, could be contemplated if they really want to twist it as a test for a NASCAR platform, a, a Dodge platform in NASCAR. Um, I don't see that. I see I see that NASCAR overstepping their bounds like that, like they pretty much does. That it really had nothing to do with NASCAR altogether. But if they I, I want that. I just if they want their cut of the money, they're going to find a way to get it. Yeah. Well, I just think it was a really low blow. Um, and I, I suppose, because I've read a couple articles that have stated that, you know, technically this and technically that. And I get that. I, I do. But for the love of God, the guy was out there giving rides to kids at a charity event on a historic NASCAR car track. And they want to hit him with a $50,000 fine for being a good guy. All I can say is, <clears throat> you, we don't know everything that happened. He, he might have contacted them and says, can I do this? They said no. He said, well, screw you. I'm going to pull a car out and do it anyways. So there might have been that talk, too. Um, do I think the, is the fine is steep? Yeah, it's stupid. But in their right, I'd have, I, I don't know how, how I would have gone about it. Because you never know. He might have asked for permission, and they, you know, he said, screw that, I'm doing it anyways. He'll just take the fine. But I don't know if that's actually what happened. I wonder if it's a NASCAR contract thing, since, he's, since he is an active driver. Yeah. I might have been not an approved thing to do. I don't know. There might have been a few factors into that. Right. Well, in my world, you don't mess with Iron Man, and if you saw his wreck at Bristol, you know what I mean by calling him Iron Man. <laughs> All right, I, I'm, I'm done with my uh, little bug up my ass. What do you guys got? Um, Go ahead. You got something? Yeah, let's talk about the Petty GMS thing. Is Petty actually going away and GMS going to take over? Will the Petty name ever disappear from NASCAR because of this? No. According to what I've read, no. Petty's, Petty's still, yeah, still going to be GMS the head. Petty. And he's going to be the ambassador for the brand, supposedly. He's just not going to be in the day-to-day -day operations and decision-making. But if I have that wrong, I stand I corrected. think it's a great thing. It gives them actually more money, more this, more that, another good, you know, another teammate. Because it's being a single car. It's gonna, whoever gets in that car, regardless if it was Bubba or um, who's in it now. Uh, is, it I, is it Benedetto? No. No, unfortunately not. He raced the uh, the twenty car before, for Gibbs before he got booted. I can't remember his oh. name. Oh, Earl Jones. Yeah, yeah. So being being a one car team, you ain't gonna do nothing. Now they got you know the forty, uh, forty four and forty five. I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So. Yep. That's in my opinion, it's a good deal. Just like the same thing with uh, the ninety nine and the one when they merged. Well, I guess when he got bought out. <laughs> but I th it's, it's it's I think it's a good thing. It's more money toward in one group. You're putting a team together. It's not just a whole bunch it of runs. The, 
it brings a team like GMF, which typically was a small was a small funded team, into yep. a big name team organization, and gives them a boost as well. So I it think helps it's a both good thing. organizations. I think it's a good thing because Petty's just been going downhill ever since what John Andretti. Last time they really yeah. won in that car. Well, actually, ever since uh, Kyle's boy. Um, yeah, but he was still Bush and Arca. He never raced in that car. He died in the 45 yeah, car. He was, no, he, he died was, in the 45 in the Cup Series race. Yeah, up at New Hampshire. Yep. But was it? I he thought was it was Bush. Cup. Nope. No. He was in a Cup Series race in the 45. Well. It says they've got uh, Eric Jones as a senior yeah, driver. Eric, yeah, Eric Jones. Yeah. And the, um, who was it? Oh, um, Dylan. Ty Dylan. Ty, Ty Dylan's the other driver. I believe. Okay. I believe. I Dylan is the 45. Okay, I haven't seen that. Um, but yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's a great move. Um, how old is Richard Petty? He's got to be pushing 80 years old, if, if not. I mean, I, I don't know if he's that old or not, but my God. Time for him to step back. I, I know ever 84. since his wife Linda died, he's throwing Man, what, himself what, into the business. But what's what's Kyle like? About sixty. He needs to just go run his victory junction, and and I I'm sorry, I Kyle lost it when Adam died. Oh, 45 is Kyle it, Bush. It, I'm sorry, it's 42 and 40. 42 is, is Ty Dillon. 43 is. 45's Kurt okay. Bush. Forgot about that. Yeah, he went to Yeah. 2311 racing, yeah, it was both. 42 and 40. Uh, 40. Right. No, Kyle is a I think he's a good strategist. Uh In his day, he was a hell of a driver. All right. I I'm a, okay, I'm not going to go with okay, I'm not looking at wins. I'm not looking at Championships. I'm looking at the fact that Kyle, when he was on the track, he knew what he was doing. A lot of drivers yeah. don't win championships. Look at Mark Martin, but they're there and they're competitive and they know how to race. Fundamentals don't you mean know? you're a good driver. He knows fundamentals. He won how many races? A couple. Kyle. Kyle, I don't even know if he won any. Did he? He's won a few in his early days. He won a couple in his early days. Early days, yeah. Wasn't he? Uh... A teammate with Sterling Marlin for a while. Uh, I mean, it was it was before my time. <laughs> I was gonna say. Um. All right. You guys, Cur- Sterling Ster- Marlin was in the forty for as long as I can remember when I got into racing, and from there the I four, think he was in the four for a long time. Yeah, he was in the four Kodiak car too. I think that I'm not sure if that was when. Because who was in the four when I got started watching? Robert Presley, maybe? Kyle no. Petty only won four races. Ernie Irvin, no. Er, maybe Ernie Irvin. <sighs> Kyle Petty only won four races, 1979, 1980, and then he won yes. another one in 1984. Out of Petty. Were they all out of Petty? Only three of them were. 1979, 80, and he only won one. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got that right. He's he's only won four races, and and I'm not. I you know what I think what you said, Frank, was a really good analogy as far as comparing him to Mark Martin. Um, I also I think he's the difference between him and Mark Martin, in my opinion is that he thought he was better than he was, and Mark Martin never thought he was as good as he was. You know what I'm right. saying? But you got to right. realize the day Mark Martin had to go behind Jeff Gordon. <laughs> well, His whole career. Hart and Rusty Wallace. Yeah, before Gordon. Yeah. Before Gordon. Mark's attitude was he, you know, he, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't. Mark never saw himself as a championship driver. Um, he felt like he had to prove himself over uh, and over. No, I mean, like I said. I, I and he did that, each week. He did. He and you know the thing with Mark Martin too, uh, in my opinion, is he was a great teammate. If he knew yes. he didn't have, if he knew he w- didn't have the car to win, he'd get behind 
Jeff Burton or Carl Edwards or Correct. Matt Kenseth, and, and he would accept second place and not try and, and gum it up. Even when it was Chad Little or, or Kurt Busch or even one of them. Yeah. When they were, exactly. they were at Roush. He was a great, and I do believe that's why he did not win as many races as there's a lot of races I can remember watching in the, the, the 80s and 90s where he could have wrecked a teammate or had an oopsie moment and won a race, and he decided to be a company team player. Times he could have wrecked someone that wasn't a teammate and wouldn't, wouldn't wreck him. No, you're exactly right, because he would be looked um, – I, I can remember him and Rusty Wallace going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, but there was that level of respect between the two if right. you look back on the films, I and I could be completely wrong on this, but I don't recall ever seeing either one of those two wrecking each other. Now, you can go back on the films and see Dale Earnhardt getting into it with almost anybody. You can see Richard Petty almost getting into it with everybody. Right. But you look back at, at Mark Martin, I don't recall him ever, you know, putting somebody in the fence to, to get by him, win a race or, or whatever. The, the only time I wish he would have was Daytona when, when, when Kevin Harvick passed him. I was so <laughs> mad that race. I threw, I threw a remote control for my TV through a window. <laughs> oh my, did we do that? <laughs> I've never gotten that mad. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, you know, in any race before that, NASCAR throws the caution and so they have to race through a wreck, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So they throw the caution. They 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 wreck when they time the wreck start. Mark's in the lead by half a car length over Kevin. All right. And I'm waiting for the yellow to come out, and it doesn't come out. Kevin gets around him on the outside. I'm going. And I was so mad. I'm telling you. And the thing is, what got me even more mad is one of the reasons I love Mark so much is he didn't get mad. Yeah. Okay. In his post-race interview, he did not get mad. I mean, they, they didn't throw the caution. And I'm watching this, and I, I, mean, I just got off my chair, yelled, and I threw my remote, and I went through my living room window. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite uh, moments, and I, Brian, I can't remember if you went to this race or not, but it was the year that both Mark Martin and Rusty were retiring. Well, pseudo-retiring and were you with us that year at Michigan when they put him on the stage in the rocking chairs? Do you remember that or was you not? I can't remember. I think I remember, but it's been. Well, one of my, again, to, this is back in the day when we used to go to both the August and the June race. And we would camp on the infield in August or in June. And we would camp in the outfield on, in uh, August. And how we all helped Dennis Terry yet. Pardon me? Is that where y'all would help Dennis Terry in the pits? In Michigan? No, that was at Chicago. Where okay, we, right. we, we did that a couple times at Chicagoland. Okay, my bad. But I'll never forget them doing that presentation. Um, I can't. It had to be in the the June race. Or no, it was the August because we had a bunch of our – we had Dave and Gail and a, and a bunch of those folks around. But anyway, they had them on the stage, and they were doing the presentation, and – all that and Rusty Wallace got up and did a great speech about how you know what a wonderful career and you know blah 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 and Mark Martin got up and said just a few very things and one of them that he said was I never said I was retiring I said I was leaving Roush Racing and it was the yes. very next and the very next year he was driving the U.S. Army car and I with Joe Nemechek as a partner or a teammate. I'll never forget that. It, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And he was just taking all the accolades and all the rocking chairs and all the other stuff he could grab. They're probably sitting in his showroom at his Ford dealership right now. But that was one of my, like I said, that was one of my Actually, no, the rocking chairs aren't in the dealership. I can tell you that now. Okay, you've been there. <laughs> I was there last March. And <laughs> <laughs> the rocking chairs aren't there. But it was funny when he got up and he announced it to everybody. He's like, I'm not retiring. I didn't say that. I said I'm leaving Roush Racing. He never said that he was retiring. He said he was leaving Roush Racing. Yeah. But and the I, thing I, is, 
and, and on that topic, uh, he tried getting Ford to give him a part-time ride, and Ford wouldn't do it. Uh, Ford wouldn't. They, they, they between Ford and Roush, they, they they wouldn't give Mark a part-time ride, as because uh, that's all he wanted. That's all he wanted at the time, because he because his boy Matt was going to start racing, and he wanted to be there more for Matt. Mm-hmm. Well, when Matt decided not to race anymore, is when he went decided to run full time again. After that, yeah, and and again, it was Chevy that he was running for. Well, I think it was a three year deal that he he did with. I feel, them. Yeah, he. Uh, and the thing is, and actually, that, that pissed everybody off too, because he was going to be part time, and uh, Gene Hess. That's after, it. Gene Hess, after he won so many races in the O one car, was leading the points at the end of the fifth race. Mark Martin had the option that year to run the entire season the O one and chose not to do it, to give it up for whoever's taking it on after him. Okay. Yep. Uh the same thing with Hendricks when he ran the five car. Okay. He was only supposed to run so many races. And when he was running so well on the points, all right, after Bristol that year. Uh, Rick Hendrick made the comment on live TV that if Mark wants this ride full season, it's his. D- didn't he stay with them full time? Yes, he did. He ended up going full time, but I don't think yeah. his first year was full time. I think his first year was part time. Who was he sharing that with? Was that Ricky Hendrick? No, it was. Um... I do remember uh, him doing a partial season where he didn't drive full time for Hendricks, but I don't recall the circumstances. I don't either. Um, I think it was his first season, and uh, he did so well that he ended up running a couple seasons full time. Yeah. Before going because to the fifty, that's right. Fifty five after that. Yeah, that's that's at the time when Junior. Uh, wanted to come over from DEI and Hendrick's famous statement that there's no room at the end. Right. Yeah. So. Down memory. Right. That was down memory lane. You want to go to the next topic that I have? Yeah, let's do it. Go man. ahead. My thing that I thought was really surprising that just came up this past week, sponsors. Eminem dropping Kyle Busch. Or not, or not dropping, just leaving the sport. These yeah, full-time huge sponsors are leaving, and it's true. I watched, you know, I watched a few things. It's, it's, it's right. It's, it's, they, they, it's, it's so much money to keep these race cars going, and the fact that Eminem, that's been in it since the what, early two thousands, maybe nineties, late nineties, with what Ken Schrader, the thirty-six car. Oh no, they, they were okay. Yeah, Ken Schrader. But like, think about how long they've been there. Ernie Irvin. Yeah. Ernie so, Irvin. Them leaving, it, that's just huge, huge loss, in my opinion. That's a huge staple because that's, you know, that's Skittles, that's M&M's, that's all of them. Snickers, yeah. anything Mars, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's got to be a business reason for that because – It's I'll too much money. What. I watched a video, and they said the reasoning is a lot of people take sponsorship on cars nowadays – to get their name out. Eminem don't need their name out. Everybody knows what Eminem's are. Everybody knows what Skittles are. Everybody already knows what Snickers are. Right. Only thing they're really doing is promoting a new flavor, a new variety pack. They don't need to put $7.5 million a race, just uh, or 750000 or something, whatever it is, per car, to put that on there. It's not, it's not for them anymore. They don't need to. Yeah, yeah, you're probably correct. And the bottom, not... my pitch and the bottom line is, why does it cost that much money to sponsor a car? <laughs> a, lot, a, a, lot of, a lot of that goes into testing and to, uh, to, to buying parts and paying the driver. There's all kinds of different things that breaks down to. Well, everything's coming from NASCAR um, now. It's coming, you know, with the frames and all the motors. Everything's the same now. Everyone's coming. They're being supplied by NASCAR. It's not being built in-house. At least the frames aren't anymore. Yeah. No, the frames aren't. No, the engines are still being built in house, and they're still being, according to what I'm understanding from a, a, a interview I listened to a month ago, they're still building their own engines. Uh, the different engine building companies are still being, as per NASCAR specs. NASCAR, the, there are certain vendors they can buy the parts from. There are certain specs that parts have to be, and they have to pass certain tests. Um, so the companies are still buying and still building their own engines. Um, it's the frame and the uh, the arrow on it and everything right. else that NASCAR controls. I get that. Right. 
um, uh, at some point, we're going to look at a point where they're going to be like Arca, and they're going to end up having just buying crate engines. I'm just hoping that that point never that time never comes. Well, they're limiting what they can do with their motor anyway, so might as well. Right. Know? I don't right. believe I shouldn't be. If you can do a Chad Knauss or a Raven Hammond sneak in these little tidbits and get the extra edge, go ahead. There's some, you're just and they're going to, they st- with with what they have now, they still have that little bit of edge they can play with, just not much of one. Yeah. Um, your power teams, are, are, even with a new car, a new engine this year, your power team is still going to be your power team. It's still going to be Hendrick. It's still going to be Penske. It's still going to be I think Gibbs. this year is going to be a, not a whitewash, but it's going to be a lot closer than what you people think because of the new car. There's still going to be power teams, but I think it's going to be closer than people think because they don't have any data on these new, especially on all these tracks. Yeah, but this year they're, they are going back to uh, practice and qualify. Thank God. I, I think, yeah, no kidding. Uh, I didn't realize how much I actually missed that. Uh, right. It was dumb. If think... you won the race, you got pulled next to the next race. Yeah. How f- dumb. You yeah, know, doesn't yeah. You, you don't. I know. Understand why they did it because of COVID, but and just after the first season, they shouldn't have done it. Last year, they should have never right. kept away from practicing. That's and honestly, See, I'm, I'm of the the mind. And Brian, again, I don't know that you may remember this, but I loved it when they did two day qualifying. The oh first yeah. Day they the first day they qualified for the top twenty, and then the second day they did the back twenty. Sure, I remember when they took a qualifying motor and qualified with the motor, and then you took that yeah. bitch out and put your race motor in. Right now you touch it, you go to the back motor, of the line. The qualifying motor was lighter and, and, and yeah. wasn't made to last. It no, was made no. to yeah, it was made to do two laps, and if it blew up, if it didn't blow up, it was so a good what? day. Yeah, right. So I, I I remember that. Cool. Now if you touch cool. it, you know. Well, yeah, you had, and the thing is, you also had a qualifying setup where you adjust the car strictly for qualifying. A trim setup, yeah. And then you went back the next after qualifying, you set up for a race, completely different setup. Yeah, now 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 they impound the car, so you can't even touch them. Yeah, that's what practice used to be for: is get out of qualifying trim and into race mode. Yeah, right. Now they confined everything to pretty much be a one day practice, then qualifying, and then after qualifying practice, and your car is impounded. I can remember at Michigan one year, and I can't read. I think it was Elliot Sadler, and 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 this is back when again they did the two day qualifying, and Elliot Sadler had a horrible day on day one. No, it was it was on day one. He barrel rolled yeah, down the front, front stretch, yeah, in the corner. That car was so bent up and whopper jawed they couldn't even fit it on a rollback. They put it up against the pit wall. It took them almost a day and a half to figure out how to get that car out of there. They did day two qualifying with that car there up in the, uh, in turn one on the pit wall. Cause they couldn't, there's no uh, other than a, a regular hook, but they, it was so jacked up and screwed up. They couldn't move it. It was hilarious. But I mean, I can, I, you know, I'll tell you what the king of uh, second day qualifying hands down was Dale Earnhardt. He, they they totally miss it on on day one and come back and and be P one on day two and beat the actual poll numbers and did it all the time. Do you know who got affected by the most? They're not having practice and qualifying the past two years. Who got affected the most? Kyle, Kyle Bush. Kyle Bush. Look look what happened. He could not he could not get his car tuned for the race. In, during the race, they couldn't really ever get it ready for you know you know how most people adjust during the race so they do good. Hey, that's what his practices and qualifiers were for. That if you look, he won the championship and then this happened. He couldn't he couldn't do anything the last two years because he. Didn't. I do remember him um, he, last year a, a couple of times making a comment as to why he was racing so many Xfinity races because he couldn't yeah, get any points. Couldn't get no practice. Because, yeah. He had no practice, and he's a very diligent practice guy. What's my car feeling like to what I need adjusted? It's hard for anybody in the NASCAR Cup to adjust a car mid-race. Usually, they're chasing the car for four or 500 miles. And, he, it's, and it's, you know, it's hard for him to relay information because he's screaming on the damn 
microphone the whole time, but right. when he's angry, <laughs> so it's, you know, the fact that he's won a few races is good, but it's him having no practice and no qualifying really probably hurt him the most. I've been out of it so much the last couple of years, I never realized that it affected him that much. Oh, yeah. He, he well, really hasn't remember, performed. Yeah, I remember last year somebody actually asked him why he was racing so many Xfinity races last year when there was nothing to gain for him other than enhancing his bank account. And he says, because I can't, nope. he says, I need to do something to help get my, my Sunday car ready. Yep. See how that helps the two the cars being so different. I mean, you, you got you run you running the the Supra on Saturday and the Celica on uh, the, the, the Celica on Sunday, and the uh, or the Camry on Sunday, and, and the, the the setups and the weights and the, the dispersion of power is so different on the two cars that I don't see how that even helps. Well, it's probably helping with you know how the track feels, you know, with this and that. I know it's not going to help the car because they're two different cars, but it's like you know. You know, this past year they raced on how many different race car race tracks compared to previous years. You know, they raced on dirt and then they raced Coda. You know, they've raced all these other race tracks they've never raced on before, so they needed to practice on it. So they had to go in the divisions to you know get get some experience on that track, especially Coda. You know, in the rain, you know everybody hated that this past year. Yeah. Well, and I think what what Brian said too is is very valid. Um, it wasn't so much about the car. I think it was more about the track and the conditions and the transition of the track as the race went on, how it affected the car. It, it's it's going to be different, but it's gonna, I, I you know, like the rate of transition and and how fast it happens. I think he could relate. Um, to help him tell the crew. Yeah, he's you know, he's good enough driver to say, hey, this is what's happening in this car. You know, what can we do to right. my I car? Felt, you know. Yeah, I felt this yesterday at about this point, and here's what yeah. happened after, you know. So I think, you know, again, I... Did he have the same people, crew chiefs on, on each one? No. Probably not, probably not. Yeah. But he, he's got enough smarts to feel those. I mean, I've always said, I'm I'm not the biggest Kyle fan in the world. He's smart as hell, a long shot, but he's got more talent in his little pinky than he does of, of oh, the majority yeah. of drivers on that track. Mm-hmm. Right. Just raw talent. It's instinct um, and ability. The only one now, right now, that even that might even have him covered is Kyle Larson. Uh, Chase Elliott's right behind him. Yeah. True. Not a, not True. A, in Chase Elliott, this offseason, if you haven't been paying attention, he's been doing a Kyle Larson, racing anything and everything he can get his ass in. He's yeah, been racing both of them both everything, and he it's been public, you know, saying, he, I'm just trying to get experience in everything I can because he sees what Kyle Larson has done, especially with right. the year coming up. They don't know what they're going to come into with these new cars, so he's like, right. I need experience, you know. Even though he's a champion, he wants to have as much time behind the wheel and anything he can, I'm going to do it. He doesn't do I that. I really think that this year it's going to come down to Kyle and Chase. I really do. Let, uh, hey, um, uh, and, and put Kyle in there too, Kyle Bush. I I was gonna say let's wait for that. I was gonna say I, I have a thing here. Let's what you what are your predictions for the end of the year? So that's what that was. Let's wait. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Let's wait for that. I'm sorry, I was being. Told. I know. <laughs> I have a few things I want to say at the end. Like, I'm right. up. That's one of them. And I have a couple. Carry on, producer. Hey, I already had mine. Mine was a sponsor. If you want to do another one. Um, one thing I do is as long as we're obviously recording this and uh, I think you're probably going to end up putting up is something I do want to cover is we've lost some people um, over the last couple of weeks. And I just want to kind of give a, a little bit of a shout out towards that. Uh, Danny Earnhardt. All right. Um, he was one of those behind the scenes guys. Uh, I, I don't a lot know a lot year, about huh? him. I haven't done a lot of actual research, but you know, it's an Earnhardt. Um, I believe we also lost Grandma Earnhardt, uh, Dale Earnhardt's mother, Martha. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I want to give a little shout out to that. 
Um, <laughs> Nancy Wood. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep, the wife of Lenny Wood. Um, she was okay. another great matriarch with the family and the business. Um, and even though he only raced a couple of Daytona 500s as Al Unser Sr., my God, oh, yeah. a, an icon yeah. in, in, in racing world. So, um, I probably missed a few, but I'll, I'll tell you um, what, we, we've I, lost I, some, some big One that comes to mind has said, and I don't know if he's actually passed yet or not, I know we, I know it's coming, is Brad, is Brad Kulowski's dad? No, he's he did, gone. yeah, he, yeah, he, he passed yeah, he like passed two weeks ago. Well. Yep. Yep. He succumbed to, con- to cancer from what I read. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll never forget when he got, got on camera and, and said he was going to kill uh, Carl Edwards. Uh, Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards. Yep. Carl Edwards when he <laughs> when he spun him at Talladega. No, that was a that was Iowa. Iowa. That I thought was it was Talladega. A, an Xfinity race at Iowa, where if I remember correctly, where Carl Edwards took Keselowski out, and he said, "I'll put my fire suit on and I'll go kill that boy." But uh, yeah, you're right. Good, good call on that one. Uh, I've got some other things here, but no, that that's good, and I know we're we're pushing our hour thing. Who's Talladega? So just let... Huh? Who's Talladega? Was it Talladega? Yep. Uh, two thousand nine area. It may have started at Iowa and then crescendoed there. But those two, Carl. That's Edwards when Carl Brad, Edwards was in the zero one car. He wasn't. He was just getting his start in. Right. The zero nine car. And and Brad's dad was mad because yeah. they gave they actually gave Edwards a start previously. Yeah. You know, a truck a truck ride was it? Zero nine car. Didn't that whole thing start? I thought it was at Iowa where they that that whole bugaboo got started. I didn't start in a truck race. I don't remember. I just know the one that you're talking about where he where he right. got on it was it was the Talladega one where he and his dad said okay. he's trying yeah. to kill him. Yeah, okay. YouTube's All right. YouTube's a great thing for us. Um, we got another topic. Next time, next time I'll I'll have my other computer set up. That way I can I, I, can, I can pull it up real quick. It's just I don't want to waste time with dead air, you know. Right. Yeah, I hear right, you. Right. All right. You, you got anybody else got another topic? Wrote down. Go ahead. Uh, go for it. Um. It's not big, but it kind of is. Is NASCAR, uh, well, NBCSN leaving? We're not leaving, but getting dropped January first. Now it's USA. Yeah, I was gonna say it's going to USA. I yeah. saw that. So it's gonna be NASCAR's gonna be on USA now. When in what the second half of the season? When it's from when it's on NBC. Yeah. First half's Fox and whatever. The second half's NBC. It's no longer be NBCSN when it's not on NBC. It's gonna be USA. I I think that's that's, that's kind of you know. I guess bad because USA is not a, you know, over the air. It's not a, you got to have cable for that. I agree. Uh, you can't US- stream it nowhere? Not USA? No, you got to gotta have a subscription. Oh, wow. Okay. Cable subscription of some sort. I'm sure you can, there's online, plenty of illegal ones, but it's not like you can watch Fox, you know, with antenna. Right. Right. I don't know if it's going to hurt viewership or not, but... You know what that whole story told me was that NBC isn't getting their bang for their buck. Well, it's kind of like how, you know, Speed Channel got shut down, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's I, I thought that was... I knew that was coming. I just kind of brought up recently that, yeah, January 1st, and there's no more NBCSN. No more, more of that. Yep. Yeah, I, I saw that... Uh, but you know, I, I long for the days when NASCAR used to be on USA and TNT and TNN. Um, Some of the best broadcasting then, Zen. Oh yeah, yeah, back back then, and it wasn't on the major cable network other than, you know, the Daytona 500. Basically, I think that was CBS, wasn't it? 
that that used to I want to say yes, it was CBS, but I don't um, I can't know. There was Mike. CBS, ESPN. They, it's been they've been all over the place. I think they're on TNT at a time. They were yeah. TNT and TNN. Yeah. Um, I think they each took like six week stints. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I think they need to put it out there more because not very many people know that they did that yet. Yeah. No, I I saw where at, uh, NBCSN or at, at whatever was canceled and that NBC dropped them. And and again, I just think that's another business deal where they just they're not. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, no. And NBCSN was strictly, you know, motorsports pretty much. If you were switched to it, it's either you know Moto GP or trucks or monster trucks or NASCAR. Or it was then so, you know, it didn't appeal to a lot of people. So I guess the, you know they weren't getting their viewership or money or sponsorship money or commercial what they were needed. So they said you know we're gonna drop it and shift it over to the USA. Well, sooner or later NASCAR will, in my opinion, realize that they've jumped the shark on a lot of things, and I just you know I I can opine about the past and and all that and and, and I don't think uh, with the future. Uh, broadcasting the way things are going, there's nothing they can do to to fix that. So, well, it is what you, it is. well, anytime nowadays, I can Google right now and you can watch. I can watch USA online. Right. I can find a stream. So, it's not going to be hard. So they're going to no. lose viewership anyways. So somebody's not going to subscribe to whatever TV you know subscriber they need to go watch it. So they're not going to have the numbers they had in the '90s and 2000s. Not going to happen. Well, and t- until NASCAR takes their iron fish off, fist off of this even plane, and I'm sorry, uh, I'm sick and tired of the even playing field. I-, I want people to to do what they have to do to win. If they can find something, I can- I'll never forget back, and I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I I want to say it was the early to mid '90s when Jack Rouse threw a shit fit about how Ford had a disadvantage, and I was standing in the stands saying, "Shut the f up, figure it out, and get better." Well, fucking Chevy had that, Chevy had a disadvantage the, two years ago, three years ago. They were down and out, and Toyota yeah. was on top. Yeah, um, that was the year they switched from the Thunderbird to the Taurus. I think you're correct. So what? I mean, this year is going to be a shit show, anyways, because nobody really understands right. this car. Only thing, if you don't know, the sh- the the frame on every car, either it be a Toyota, Ford, or Chevy, is the same. Only thing different. Right, so you walk into the dealership on Monday morning, <laughs> and you go to a Ford dealership, a Chevy, or a Toyota. Are they all the same? I yeah, I agree. Nose? Only thing different I mean, is on. the shell on these cars. Is the you shell? Know the, 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 shell the, the, knows, the, yeah, in the motor. The shit show about all this is going to be this one lug tire. Yes, yeah. that's one thing I tweeted out not too long ago because some they were talking about all this next gen car. I'm like, can you wa- tell me one car that's a Ford, Chevy, or a Toyota that has a one lug on it? That's a stock. You can't. So wh- how is this a stock what car? What happens the first time you cross thread that mug? You're I've... done. I I, mean, I don't you, you I don't five or six on the old spindle yeah and if you cross thread one okay you can probably limp your way through you cross thread that and it's gonna happen you oh, want yeah it's gonna happen well, and if they go if, if they go the same technology that F one and Indy using on the one lug knot that won't be the issue the issue I'm looking at on this it's not is, stock. is it's not one. It's not stock. Two, crash components. An Indy car with the tires they made, they're made to collapse. They're made to end. They're made to to protect the driver. A NASCAR car, race car, is not that way. They're made to wreck and keep racing. Okay. Well, you have five minutes All to right? get your car back up to speed. Right. With the one lug, with the one lug thing, you're gonna see more cars have to be towed back to the garage. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's gonna be because interesting that how that issue. how that rim works out because it's it's not it's alloy, right. right? It's not even steel anymore. Right. That's why they had to do the lug because it's a different type of metal. 
Well, like I said, um, NASCAR really needs to take a inner look at themselves and remember what the S in NASCAR stands for. Oh. And and they have totally gone off page with that. Do you know another yeah. thing about the next gen car? There's no rear view mirror. It's a camera. Yeah, I saw that. It's a rear view camera. No longer a mirror. It's a camera yeah, they can look. Well, yeah. Well, it's the thing is though. Uh, when they were testing, I've been keeping a, kind of a close eye on it. You know, you know how they can, you know. Let's say a Talladega and Daytona, they always try to, who's the fastest line? They try to cut it, they cut it, they cut it, you know, to get, you know. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to look at the rear view anymore. They got a damn camera to show show the line. They don't even have a, even need a spotter to say, hey, the top line's coming in quick. They can literally see it. Before, they had, a, you know, it's shaking. It's hard for them to see. Now they got a camera. That it, they can literally see that run coming from so far. I don't. I just don't know how far they can see. You know how wide does it go? Because you know, what if they go kind of too late? You know, they can't see. So I have a feeling that's going to cause a lot of problems because they can see more than than they've ever will. This coming car. I guess that's a, probably a good thing for the safety. Uh, however, you're taking more driver out of it. ability out. Yep. And you know it was it was always said that Dale Earnhardt could take. Well, I saw him roll a car. At <laughs> it's got four wheels. Let's go. Yeah, get me back in that car. It's still okay. Yeah. You know. What? Well, yep. I don't know. I just. I'm. This year is going to be very interesting because no one knows really how this car is acting. I know they're testing right. diligently, pretty good right now. I know there's been a few wrecks recently, and the cars performed. That was another big thing because they didn't really have not been given the NASCAR drivers information on wrecking. Like, you know, they were going 200 miles an hour. How's it perform? They, NASCAR wasn't giving them that information till recently. And it actually is performing well because the driver is more center. You know, it's got more of this and more of that. Um, the only thing I do like about this next-gen car, you know, let's say you get rear-ended. All you got to do is unclip that rear end, put a new one on. Your car is good to go. You don't need to get a whole new frame, cut it, you know. That is one good aspect of this car So that I like. You're not spending a whole, you know, body shop to rebuild the whole frame. You just got to get that rear end clip and bolt it back on. It's literally bolts. I have a video somewhere I have to show you. It's literally, the, it, the, it's three clips. The front clip, the middle cage, and the back clip. Well, I didn't say that. Uh, I was at a. I was getting my oil changed in my in my my Dodge truck uh, this past week, and the guy I was talking to his fitted his had a uh, had an F two fifty, and he had to bring it to the dealership to get something worked on the engine. We happened to look in the garage, and he sees the cab of his truck in the air. Okay, they had to unbolt the cab. There's literally four bolts to hold the front clip on. I had to unbolt it to work on the engine and bolt it back. The guy said after he did, got his truck back, he went, he drove around two miles around the corner, went to the Dodge dealership, bought him a, a Dodge 2500. So he wasn't going to drive a truck that was held together by four bolts. Now, uh, that just got me pitching that conversation when you mentioned how easy it was to change the rear clip on the cars. If that's all that's holding these body parts on, How much more debris are we going to see on the track? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Are they going to put ropes like they do on hoods and trunk latches? It's going to be roped together to make so it don't fly off. Let's let's say what happens when Austin Dillon thing happens again. You know, when he flipped over, right. you know, the whole Tony Stewart ran under the fence, you know. They're going to be shredded? That, Who was that, it that tossed the motor into the stands at uh, Daytona? Was that Kyle Larson? No, that was when, in, in stands. Yeah, he hit the catch fence and it shredded the car so bad the motor went right through the fence. It's been about only people that I know seconds. that done that were Carl Edwards and I know Austin Dillon, but his motor didn't go in the stand. Yes, it was. What about, what about what about Jeff Bodon in the truck? Oh, jeez, that was horrible. <laughs> but all right, uh, what else you got, Bry? Um, this one's kind of political. I don't know if you know, but you know the Brandon Brown, the truck driver that. I love it. 
He got the sponsorship of sponsor. sponsorship the LGB uh FGB, oh. fuck Joe Biden coin.io sponsor. Yeah. The 68. So, and there's apparently controversy on that. You know, I don't know. Uh, it's all right. I don't know He's how. I have more support than anybody on the whole track. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was the, what? He's a 60. I'm pretty sure that's Arca or that Xfinity. I, whichever I it was. It's Xfinity. It's, so it's Xfinity. Xfinity. Yeah. So I knew it was a car. So it's number 68. So that was. That came up this past week. We know Brandon Brown, the guy who won the uh, yeah. truck race and yeah. the whole the FJB. Yeah, so he he got his own sponsorship with that. So I thought that was kind of funny, cool, and ironic. Um, and it's all in one. Um, so that's gonna cause a lot of stir, you know, especially with dipshit. Yeah. Um, there. Both the investigations on both sides of actually what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon Brown adds LGB, which is let's go Brandon and then coin. coin for yeah. Xfinity season. Yeah. I, I love it. That is, that is some awesome stuff right there. Because uh, a lot of the sponsors that he had at the time that that happened, they bailed on him for yeah. political correctness. Right. Um, now he's got a full-time sponsorship for the whole year. That's, I just, I'm sorry. I love it. I love it. I just, guys, I just sent you guys a video on your phone about the car. But... Okay, I just got it. I'll look at it later. No, that was. Just, I know that wasn't really anything crazy, but I thought that was pretty funny that he got a sponsorship for that. Coming up on 51 minutes, so I don't know if you guys want to dwindle down or how far you guys want to go. Okay. Um, I think an hour is good enough, and we're kind of fumbling around right now. Um, uh, yeah. I wouldn't really say Frank? fumbling. Um, if you have one more topic, we can go from there. Uh, well, um, what's what's this, what is y'all views on the speculation of the of the four sponsors, the sports manufacturer coming in, and two, what's so, Chevy uh, going to do in twenty four when they when they stop making the Camaro? Are you talking about Honda coming in? They don't know yet. I... Honda's, Honda's, Honda's one of the names. Nissan's actually a name in the mix, and so is Dodge. The reason being they're making this next-gen car was to bring in other car manufacturers. I knew this back when. Right. They're trying to make it cheaper so they can do that. So I see Dodge coming, but they got to do what Toyota did back in the day and get anybody they can to flip. Now, Honda and everybody else, that's miffy because they'd never been in the sport. Honda and Nissan. So that'd the be only, interesting. The, the uh, Nissan has an in if they just come into the truck series to the Titan. They, yeah, they just uh, can't come straight into the Cup series. I think they need they need right. to work their way up through cut or truck to Arca. Honda Honda has nothing in trucks that are compete with anything. That what they have for a truck is 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 a joke. Honda Ridgeline or whatever it is. Okay. Um so, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know what Honda, what Honda has to offer as far as a vehicle, or the possibly the Accord or whatever coming into uh, Xfinity or Cup. Uh, Nissan honestly, can come. Nissan coming right now. The Titan and be. I'm sure could be competitive. Honestly, I hope if anybody a fourth manufacturer, it's a reemergence of Dodge. I agree. Um, I, I agree. I agree. Um, like you said, there, there's not much that Honda or Nissan has to offer, in my opinion. Uh, well, Nissan has more than Honda. Well, I still don't want either one of them. Yeah. And, you know. Yeah. And at least Dodge is is uh, an American company. Um, not that I know we can get into the whole semantics of, no. of what's built It's, it's where, an American and, name. Yeah. Um, I... We'll see. Um, What's Chevy going to do in 24? What just caught my attention is is I was unaware of, uh, and I'm going to have to do a little bit of research, is you said they're going to stop making Camaro in 2024? Yes. Chevy announced it last week that they, they did the discontinuation of the Camaro in 2023 or 2024. Go to Corvette. <laughs> 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 no, I have no idea. They could do Malibu. Right. I'm just I'm just going out there because that's 
That's yeah. the that's the biggest thing. Uh, and with Camaro being an icon for the company, I was gonna you know, say that this is. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong or anything like that. I haven't seen that, but man, that just doesn't make any sense to me on and on the business side, I guess. Right. I mean, sure, NASCAR, they'll, they'll find something to swamp to, like say the Malibu or something. Now let's go back Wait. to the Lumina. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's amazing. I, I had not heard that yeah, anywhere. I just day. looked her dies in 24 off the model. Well, then I like the car. I got a lot better. It's going to become more valuable. That's a good question. I'm pretty sure they're going to probably come out with a new brand new car. Like, probably come right. Out. They'll probably make one, literally, oh, just for NASCAR. Yeah. They had the Monte Collar for so long, the Luminous for so long. They can, they'll, they'll come up with something. I'm pretty sure that's already in talks. That's what, you yeah. know, that's their staple for NASCAR, you know. So they're going to come with a high-performance car. It can't be Corvette. It's too, too streamlined. It won't, it won't look right. like it, so they can't do that. Right. Especially now, it looks like a damn supercar. Um, I guess we can go into, I guess, I guess, say final thoughts. I, I know it's kind of early. Um, I was going to say, who do you think, each one of you, who do you think is going to win the championship? Who's going to contend? Who's, I guess, who, who could be the final four? Who would win? And then my guess would be, who's going to be your dark horse and rookie of the year? And no, there's only three rookies, by the way. I don't even know who the rookie of the year is. Or rookies, rookies, there's Austin Cendrick in the number two, and then we got Harrison Burton in the 21, and then Todd Gilliland in the 38. Looked it up. Oh, I'll tell you right now, it's Harrison Burton. Cendrick might. I, I, I'm looking at the two car. I'm sorry, I got to look at the performance history of the two car. And as far as competitive wise, the three drivers, I think they're about equal equal in talent. So uh, I'm gonna go with the two car being rookie of the year. Okay. I think Harrison can I just do say it. Harrison Burton's. Got... I, yeah, he's. I. I. I like both, but yeah. I was. That was my kind of like things. Who you know? Who do you think is going to the year? Who's going to be your final four in the cup? And who's going? Who do you think is going to win? Wow. I know. <laughs> the fact that I really haven't followed enough to say. Um, well, this year's going to be a crapshoot because it's all new. Everyone's got to learn. Right. Right. I'll go, so I'll, I'll go on the final four. Um, and I'm very strong on this. It's going to be uh, Chase Elliott, Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson, and Kevin Harvick. Because I think Kevin Harvick's going to have a redemption year. And as much as this pains me to say, Kevin Harvick's going to win the championship. I think he is on a mission this coming year because he had such a crap year last year. But that's just my... Ford in general had a crap year last year. Yep. But I think they're going to go the, the trajectory of uh, uh, Chevy with the Camaro. I think they're going to get it figured out uh, right. for, for whatever reason. But that's, like I said, Kyle, Kyle, Chase, and, and Kevin. I'm going to go. I've got to go with Kyle Larson. I got to agree with there. Um, Chase. Okay. Um, I can't think. I don't know if I want to actually say Kyle Bush on the Toyota side or not. I am going to throw one out that it might surprise you because you know I couldn't stand this driver back in the early days. But uh, I'm going to go with my my gut. I'm going to go with my history and what I like. And I'm going to say Brad Kowalski is going to put that six in the top in the final four. He, he has something uh, I, to prove. I, yeah, yeah, I agree. He has something to prove. That wouldn't surprise me. It's a good call, brother. I who's gonna be like a dark I don't horse? Think so, but I wouldn't be surprised. Who's like gonna be your dark um, horse surprise of the year? Yeah, that definitely be my high core. Be, be six, be my my surprise of the year. Seeing the six come up because it's, they've had such a rough last ten years. Um, not that I think only one driver can make a difference, but Brad's knowledge and Brad's expertise and some of the things in racing will definitely make make a difference um but you still have the jack roush factor which i mean 
I've been a Jack Roush fan since I started racing, and I've been waiting for <laughs> I, I've been waiting for a Roush driver to come back up to say that I did, you know, um, that I'll back. And I, I know Brad's talent, and I think Brad can, if anybody can do it, Brad can bring the six back to the front. Okay. I guess my fourth driver for the top final four. I'll go with Cindric. Ooh, that's bold. That's bold. Who's your dark horse, Dad? Oh, um, man, I'm drawing a mental blank. Uh, Chase's best friend, Penske. Ryan Blaney. Yes. He's a good. I'm not pick. saying he's a dark horse, but I didn't put him in my final four. Um, if you want to go. I wasn't prepared, but this is what I like. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, dark horse. Uh, Somebody who doesn't normally do well, I think it's going to do well because of the new car. It's going to even the playing field up, at least for the first half. But it's dark horse. I already have mine. I'm not going to say until after. All right, you go ahead. I'm. I'm going to do a little... Hang I think on. I think my final four is gonna be Kyle Larson. I think Kyle's gonna win it again because he can drive anything with damn wheels, regardless, and he's proven that. I think Chase is gonna be second. I would say William Byron third, and then I can say Denny Hamlin because he's just always been consistent throughout the year. Um, my dark horse is gonna be Ty Dillon. Okay, I think he's gonna try to bring Petty back, and he's got something to prove. He took a year off. He, you know, he he hasn't been taking his granddaddy's money. In racing and you know Richard Childress racing, right. he took a, he took you know the last year off racing anything he can, and now he's coming back. I think he has something to prove. I think I don't think he might make the top sixteen. I think he'd be a dark horse contending with now he's got Petty GMS and you know with with Eric, um, but I think Ty Dillon will surprise people. I think because he he you know in the Geico car back when he didn't have shit, he just was there running around. He didn't have the money. They didn't have. If he crashed it, they were hurting. So I think with now he can, you know, go out there and put some balls to the wall. I think he'll do surprising well. Now, I think Kyle Larson will win the championship again. Okay. I didn't pick a championship driver, did I? I think you said Kyle Larson, but I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. And, and I, I agree uh, with that. But here you go. Um, I, I, I unblocked my mental. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Riddick. Yeah, yeah, he's nice choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, but he he actually boy. had very good moments last year with spurts, but it showed that he, get get him some get him some wheels and I guess confidence well, he, is what he needs. He, he has shown his he has shown his potential. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. And that that that's my dark horse. I, I can agree with that. Other than that, that, right. that was my, I guess my final thing was, I want to yeah. ask You're that. You're kind of surprised because I really <laughs> wasn't prepared for that one either. So, as, you know, I just wrote down a few things and that was one of them. The ne- I guess the next one later on would be the Daytona, but that's. Yeah. yeah. Right. right. Um, I'm going to get my Twitter back up and running. I, 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 clo- I closed it a while back, so I'll get it back up. Um. We'll keep in touch through either Facebook or we got our phone, each other's phone number. I'll save your number this time, Brian. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll stay in touch. Um, um, let's what I'll do out. is once I finish this blog I'm writing, I'll shoot it to both of y'all to get your thoughts, figure out how we're going to sure. publish it. Well, let's, um, let's do this. Let's close this one down, and then we can get back on uh... – FaceTime to discuss future. Um, Because I'm assuming, Brian, you're recording this. Yes. Yep. Well, right now, at least. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess that was the first episode of trying to get everything going. And, you know, we'll see where it goes from there. I guess maybe most likely next week, episode two. I don't know much. A lot of more information and news is coming out as the season gets closer. So there might be some more stuff to talk about. Go down memory lane, some other stuff, so we can go from there and right. see how it goes. And I, I thought this was fun, and 
Go again hey, next week. I enjoyed it. and It felt good getting back into the game. Yes, and it will evolve and we'll get better and better. So for all those that are going to actually watch this, let us know what you think. Okay. See you at the finish line, guys. Yeah.